We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity Segments, Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Caregiver Dave Nassani. Dave, how are you? What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Another beautiful day in L.A. Oh, yeah. And this guy and I are, I don't, I think he is a bigger sci-fi nerd than I am. So <laughs> I'm excited to have on the program Murph from Impractical Jokers and a guest, James E. Murray, author of The Stowaway. So you have two characters then, James, right? Yeah, I, I, I think as humans, we all have multiple characters, you know, I, I have more, I have multiple personalities. So yes, you can really yeah. help me on that one. Okay. Yeah, can go. you be my therapist when it comes to my multiple personalities? No, you know, I can play one on TV, but no, I'm not qualified in any way. <laughs> so, you know, and it's interesting. We talked last time about one of your other books. How many books have you written? Uh, well, The Stowaway is our fifth book. It just came out a few days ago. And we have uh, three more coming out next year, a kids book series called Area 51 Interns, which is a great, fun kids, you know, 10 to 12, uh, 8, 8 to 12 year old read, you know. So the total number of books you've written is about eight now? Uh, it'll be eight, uh, but we have, uh, well, I guess nine, because we have another one that we haven't announced yet coming out in December uh, as a little surprise for fans. And then... Um, and then we're about to pitch a, a tenth book uh, this fall. <laughs> so he has the greatest life, uh, Murr does, because the fact he built a show that with his friends, and then he got to do what his passion was, Dave, that maybe wouldn't have the success that he has as a writer, Dave, because so, of his brand. Isn't that interesting? Brand, brand builds everything, doesn't it, Dave? As we talked sure about. Sure does. Sure does. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I wrote the first book, Awakened, in 2004, but I had no brand. I had, I, I naively thought I could just send it in publishers and they would get published. It didn't. <laughs> it got returned to me unopened. The only people who read the first book six, 18 years ago was Q and my mother. <laughs> and they both loved it, but I had to, uh, uh, you know, get on Jokers and we had to create the TV show. And uh, uh, it took 15 years to get the book published. And then it wow. hit one on international bestseller list and everything like that, but has led to this entire literary career, but a long time coming. Man. Look at that. A 15 year overnight success. Good for exactly you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so did you know you were a writer before you wrote your first book? Uh, you know, I wrote the first book on a dare. I wrote a short story and I sent it to my, my buddy and he called me up like a half hour later and said, this is a novel. You should, what happened before or after this is really good. And so I wrote the book around a single short story. And that led to the Awakened Trilogy, which led to all the other subsequent books, which are different. They're standalone books. But um, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be a writer, too, as well as a comedian on TV. Um, I went to school for writing. Uh, I have a degree from, uh, in writing from Georgetown and always dreamt of one day being an author as well. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> and what do you say to authors that, you know, get first get started? Just write? Especially look how many people write books every year, publish books, yeah. self-published, any type of publishing genre. What, what, what advice would you give them? I mean, don't suck is a good one. Like the book, <laughs> should, you know, at first the book should be good. You know, so I guess the question is, are you a good writer? If so, stick with it, you know? And I, I guess the, the, there's so many more avenues to publish now than there were 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, you know? Uh, now, I, I mean, self-publishing through the Amazon platform is completely viable and a great way to if you have a platform if you have a fan can build a fan base to price the right marketing and pricing strategy there's more ways than ever to put out your creative work you know yeah and there's so many ways to write a book today i mean today is the best time to be writing a book how long does it generally take you and what method do you use are you doing it all by yourself you have other people helping you out 
every book is different. The Stowaway is a really interesting, weird, unusual story of how we sold it. It does not happen like this usually, but uh, I'll be honest. We got a little drunk at lunch with the uh, publisher. Uh, we, we took him out to lunch. I treated. And uh, and at the uh, during the, the, the lunch, uh, I said to uh, our editor, I said, what are you interested in? Tell me what you like. And he said, yeah, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen anything about a cruise ship. And I said, huh. And just spontaneously, while drunk in the moment, I pitched him the idea. I said, how about a, a serial killer on board a cruise ship? And the juror that acquitted him two years earlier is on board. And it's up to her to stop him before he kills again. And he's like, like it was totally off the cuff, inspired by whiskey kind of conversation. And, uh, and he said, I've never heard. That's a great idea. And then we created the idea on the subway ride home back to my old apartment. And, uh, and then a week later, sent in the summary for it and they bought it. That was it. So it yeah, doesn't. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let me write that down. Get yeah. publisher drunk. Okay. <laughs> you got to get in front of the publisher first, right? Because that's yeah. the big thing. And James, 15 years ago, you couldn't get in front of publishers. They would laugh at you, right? Yeah, not, it's, not... yeah. It does help having, um, you know, uh, being on TV. Sure, it does help. I'll be honest. Yeah. And is that in most of your people who buy your book, do you think they're fans of yours or do you think you have a mixture? I think, it, uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I think it starts that way usually uh, is that somebody knows us or something like that. And, and uh, you know, Harper Collins did the Awakened Trilogy. Uh, Blackstone did uh, Don't Move. This is St. Martin's Press. And uh, the, the kids book series is Penguin Random House. So I think it always starts with um, them knowing the show, being fans of the show. And that's kind of like the in. But, but at the end of the day, it's still got to be a good book. You know, it can't, it doesn't matter how popular you are, how successful the platform, it still has to be good. So that goes back to my first uh, suggestion for a writer out there. Don't suck. <laughs> and what do you say if they suck? Find another thing to do, right? If you heard no. me sing right now, Murray'd say, please don't sing. That just I, go, I, go I, or take some classes and, and learn how no, to be. No, no. I said, sure. no, I say focus on your talent and become the very best at it and continue to grow through it. So focus on what you're great at, not focusing on things that you're mediocre at just because you have everyone has their talent. And that's a great point. So now I guess, Murr, when you're thinking about this book, a, a goal for all of them would be as a writer for them to become movies, right? Sure. Did you say? Yeah, I think uh, we, all of our books that we write uh, are, are meant to be adapted into film or TV, right? That we, we write very cinematically. Uh, so when you read our books, it's a fast read. It's like reading an episode of the TV show 24. It's got cliffhanger ending after ending. Uh, it's got big visual movie moment scenes that stick with you long after the book, uh, you finish the book. So like in, in The Stowaway, what The Stowaway is about is a, a woman named Maria Fontana, who is a juror on a serial killer case of the century. She, uh, she can't find it in herself to vote guilty and the guy goes free. Two years later, she's on a transatlantic cruise with her twin kids and her fiance and halfway across the Atlantic, three days in any direction from land or help, kids start disappearing on the boat in the same way they did on the serial killer case. So she starts to wonder, did I let a killer go free? Is he on board? Is it a copycat? Or is there something far more sinister going on? And she's literally the only person on board that can possibly stop him and has the inside knowledge of the case that can stop him before he kills again. It's a great read. But in the stowaway, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a scene that I, my favorite scene, my favorite chapter in the book, it is super cinematic and it's terrifying and it's so simple, which I think is uh, a key ingredient in, in horror is the, the simpler the crime, the, the, 
the more terrifying it is and how easy it is to do and pull off. So there's a scene, uh, uh, there's a, uh, a basketball court in the back of the ship, uh, just like the Joker's Cruise. We modeled the ship after the Impractical Joker's Cruise, you know, uh, <laughs> the actual Norwegian uh, cruise line ship. And so there's a basketball court in the back of the ship. And late at night, it's like 11 o'clock at night, a kid goes down to play, sh to shoot some hoops alone. And, uh, and unbeknownst to him, uh, a gentleman comes up, a, a killer comes up, the killer on board, and uh, asks if he wants to dunk the ball. And he's like a 10-year-old kid. He's, and so he's going to lift him up so he can dunk. He can reach the rim, right? And, uh, and he lifts him up. The kid takes the shot. And then he just doesn't let go and carries him right to the edge of the railing. And gone he goes. It's so simple, a murder. And so it's everyone's worst nightmare, especially a parent on a cruise ship. And it was, the chapter will stick with you for the rest of your life. I promise you every time you go on a cruise ship. And it's like, scenes like that are meant to be movie moments, you know? Uh, yeah. So they, we, we write that into every single book, those kind of moments. And um, our last book, don't move just got adapted into a screenplay and will be a movie. So there you go. Wow, good for you. Yeah. The screenplay is great. It's really uh, good. I want to talk about the 15 years that you were trying to get uh, discovered did you, there are so many options. Did you choose to uh, self-publish? I mean, what did you do during those 15 years? Did you just give up and try to work on something else? Become a star, right? Yeah. Uh, well, along the way, uh, I wrote the novel and it you know, didn't go anywhere at first, uh, Awakened. Uh, and then, and then of course, 15 years later, it hit number one on the international bestseller list, you know? So, but uh, what I did was I uh, then started selling TV shows. I got a job in TV development and I did that for a decade. Uh, so my job was literally to create and pitch TV shows uh, for a production company, the company that makes Impractical Jokers. And along the way is my, uh, in my career as a TV developer, that's when we created Jokers and I pitched it for my job and, and sold it uh, and worked the treatment for it and everything like that. And we shot a sales tape. And so that's what I did for a decade that led up to Impractical Jokers. So your advice to uh, aspiring authors is if this isn't working, try something else, it may come back to it. Yeah, there, there's no uh, there's no good book or no real book on how to make it in the business or, you know what I mean? There's not because uh, the lesson is that there's a million ways to get to the same destination, you know. And you're and how do you feel that you did it? Like, especially looking at your friends and how you guys created this show. How do you think, you said there's no way of making this, but there's so many different ways to make it. What do you think was that big break that made it so that you got discovered? If I knew back then what I know now, I think we would have gotten on TV in our mid-20s instead of our mid-30s. You know, we're 45 now. We've been on TV 11 years. Uh, but uh, I, I would have immediately out of college started pitching TV shows to production companies, would have had some options, then would have gotten a job in TV development a decade earlier. Uh, and, uh, and it would have led to maybe not jokers might've led to a different show, but that's how we got our hour in. I would do the same thing, just have 10 years more hair, uh, and started, started 10 years earlier, you know? And, and I like, <laughs> I like when you say that specifically, it's not, it's an important part of being discovered is being connected to the right people and meeting the right people and learning what they're looking for. Right. It's yeah. not, it's, and having talent, talent's definitely part of it. Yeah. Jokers was a calculated, uh, creative choice. We, uh, I was in working in development and I had heard from meeting from pitching lots of different networks at the time, you know, like 2010, that hidden camera was coming back. Justin Bieber relaunched uh, punked and a couple other networks were trying hidden camera again. And they were all saying the same thing. What is the new version of a hidden camera show? What, how can it be done differently than candy camera or punked or, and so uh, the guys and I literally got together that night. And I said, look, this is what I'm hearing from networks. 
I think I can sell a show like this. What, what, what can we come up with? And the four of us were not pranksters. We didn't, you know, we, we, you know, like to embarrass each other, uh, like in our personal lives. Like we always did stuff like that, but we weren't like jackass or anything like that. So we came up with our spin on the format, which is the joke being on us instead of on the public. There is no reveal, like in a hidden camera show, ah, you just got pranked. We're the ones getting pranked. We we're throwing each other under the bus on purpose uh, and forcing us to improvise, which we're an improv group uh, uh, for the public's uh, enjoyment. So the public is just there to witness our embarrassment and that spin on a hidden camera format uh, plus our natural chemistry as uh, best friends was enough to give the show legs, you know. Uh, how involved did your publisher get involved in the um, in the promotion? Everyone says, oh, don't count on your publisher to promote it. You've got to promote it yourself. So where was the ratio of promotion from you and or your publisher? Well, I mean, you know, gosh, we, we've got uh, a lot of fans over the many years on social media and things like that. So obviously a, a lot of the promotion comes from self-generated, you know what I mean? And, which is one of the reasons why they like working with us is, sure. is what the platform I bring to the table that's different from a probably a typical author. Uh, but I mean, that being said, the, you know, the publisher does a great job. They, they're, they're excellent. You know, they, um, uh, every publisher I've worked with has, has really kind of risen to the challenge of uh, thinking outside the box. We do crazy promotions, crazy things. We do a, a virtual book launch for, you know, hundreds of fans and around the world. And, uh, and then we do in sign in person book signings with, you know, five, 600 people in a bookstore. It's, it's, Wow. It's wild. You know, it, it's uh, they, they kind of go with it really well. And they they lend the the infrastructure and the, the support that we need to make it all happen. Now, let's talk about the, the stowaway. And uh, you talked about portions of it. Is there sci fi to this? What's the sci fi to this? Because I no, know not stowaway is not sci fi at all. No, not, not, not sci fi at all. I thought I was reading that. Oh, no. So not at all. But you're a writer oh, of sci fi, but no sci fi. There was no robots that came in at the end. There's of the movie. no no sci-fi. The Stowaway is a mystery thriller. It is uh like Silence of the Lambs, you know. Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it's not uh, the, the Awakened trilogy is sci-fi thriller. Don't move is horror, pure horror, and the Stowaway is mystery thriller. Okay, so here's quick questions: favorite horror movie, favorite oh. sci-fi movie. Oh, it's on on my desk somewhere. Okay, favorite <laughs> horror movie of all time. Uh, the the descent, uh, which is so good, uh, and I have the book right above my desk here somewhere. Uh, the descent is a great, great th- a horror. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, but but also Aliens, oh man, you know Alien and Aliens are fantastically good. I just watched uh, Malignant last week, and that was great too, man. That was really good. I was very happy with it. Uh, I think it's the best, uh, you know, horror movie of the year for sure. Uh, but I would say uh, either Aliens or The, the Descent. It's favorite horror, favorite horror movies. What about and sci-fi? Well, Aliens is sci-fi for sure. Sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, probably my favorite sci-fi horror movie, even more than Aliens, is probably Event Horizon. Okay. All right. Well, you're, you're real, a real genius. I mean, usually somebody has one genre, they stick with it. But yeah. you can, oh, what do you want? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, you know, we like switching genres a bit. Uh, the, the, the Stowaway is the broadest category book for sure. Like it's, it is in the mystery section of a bookstore, not in the sci-fi, not in the horror section, you know? So I like that. I like being in in different uh, book kills, you know? <laughs> being a sci-fi guy, are you going to be one of the people that goes to space first? No, I, no. I, 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 you, in like five, 10 years, you're going to be going to Mars or the moon. 
No, I, I will not. No, I, no I, desire, I'm ter- huh? I could. I, I didn't even want to go skydiving, much less, uh, you know, I'll show you on my desk. I don't know if you see behind, but there's a, a um, you know, a proton pack from Ghostbusters. There's a DeLorean. And then do you guys recognize this? No, I don't. What is that? The movie Krull. Oh my gosh. You're this yeah. is this the greatest movie weapon other than a lightsaber. The Kroll Glaive, they call it. You have oh, tons of collections, and you, you're a Star Wars guy too. But no, you're not going. You're not going to space anytime. Soon. I will not. I, 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 if I could transport into a future where Star Trek was real, I would go to space. But I want to be on the Enterprise with a, you know, a replicator. I want to have a holodeck. You know, that future I'll jump into. Not going on a, you know, uh, the uh, Elon Musk adventure. What's it? The Blue Origin, whatever. Whatever the ship's called. Yeah, not yeah. happening to you. You'll wait, you'll wait. You'll wait to like when in your like seventies or eighties to maybe whenever we are inhabiting all over the place. You know, it, and it, then you'll. I tell you what, they say that uh, you know, uh, flying cars and space travel is always twenty years away. It's been twenty years away for the past you know thousand years. <laughs> so, uh, space, I'll tell you, is hap- going to is happening, and we'll have to definitely talk about that another time if we ever get a chance. Where are you located? You're in LA. Uh, no, I'm in Princeton, New Jersey. I live in the New York area. We'll have to, whenever I'm in that area, we'll, we'll definitely do that. All right. So Dave finishes up the show with a caregiving question. So we've gone everywhere in this conversation from sci-fi to horror to just, hey, I'm multiple personalities, but here's Dave's oh. question. Oh, wow. I could see a horror sci-fi flick that has to do with caregivers. Anyway, my wife had a stroke 25 years ago. We grieved for a couple of years. We reinvented ourselves. We almost broke up, but now she's an amazing person, like a Martha Stewart Wonder Woman rolled into one. She lost uh, feeling on one side of her body, paralyzed. She's speech impaired. And yet we go around uh, helping caregivers to survive. 30% of them die before their loved ones do from the stress. I've spoken on stages all over the world, just got back from London, speaking at the London Stock Exchange. I've been on 50 TV shows, just sharing our message of hope to people, you know, just don't do what I did because I broke every rule in the book. So my question to you, you know, I believe that uh, everyone is either going to become a caregiver or need a caregiver. It's inevitable. It's coming. It's that tsunami on the horizon. Uh, How has caregiving affected your life? Uh, You know, one of the uh, main reasons I uh, wanted to write a book and I started writing books was um, probably because I saw my father always wanted to be a, 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 an author. And uh, he is a few credits short of a master's in, in writing. Wow. And he got drafted and had to then after, after being in the military, he then had to provide for our family and uh, he never got to it. He had to get a job and never got to it. And unfortunately his, his Alzheimer's is so advanced at this point. He can't, so he can't sorry, do it. And, um, and I think I, I, that always stuck with me. That is something that it was a dream of his. He never got to do. Um, and when I talk about, it, I get a little bit caught up in, in, um, in it that, you know, that he unfortunately can't read my books anymore. And so when he sees, he sees the, his, his, his has the same name, right? He sees his name on the books and he thinks that he wrote it. You know, it's, a. Uh, um, I think that's one of the main reasons I, I keep writing uh, is, uh, you know, just kind of like a dream that he never got to do himself. And, uh, you know, gosh, what a, I have nothing but the greatest respect for, for your story and, and, and your life and what you do and what you do and, and speak to people about around the world. Um, yeah, I think every family is, you know, I agree entirely. Every family is 
dramatically affected by this. And um, it's something we deal with on a daily basis. My mother deals with it on, on a daily basis. And uh, thank God for the, uh, the TV show. It has uh, put me in a, in a position that I'm able to help out much more than I ever thought I would be able to. Yeah. Um, and a typical family is able to. Um, but, uh, you know, we deal with it in our own ways. And as a family, we try to, uh, you know, <sighs> tough. It's very tough, man. Hey, but well, Jay, uh, so I how much of your success for... did your uh, father, was he able to see? Um, the first year or two, you know, and he's been on a couple episodes of the TV show. You know, he, he can't do it anymore. But at the last time we put him on TV was maybe six, seven years, seven, seven, seven years ago. Well, um, I know he's very proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. He was there for the premiere and he, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was, you. It was yeah. a good character. I, I was just looking the other day at photos from the premiere party, uh, you know, a decade ago is coming up. The, uh, the show premiered, we started filming in 2010, but it premiered 10 years ago in about a month or two. And uh, I was looking through photos of, of the whole family together back then, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm working on my fourth book. Uh, I'm, I'm an author as well. And, uh, yeah. first book has to do with caregiving. So caregiverdave.com. Yeah. All right. We're live. Everyone needs to check that out, but Murr, we appreciate it. And I tell you, you really motivate us each and every day to go out there and do things in, in the, the, the American dream, the American story, what you've been able to accomplish and with your friends. It's got to feel so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, been a fun ride, man. It's uh, really has been very, uh, uh, you know, I hope you guys like the stowaway when you read it. Uh, you'll love it, I promise you. And uh, I, I hope it affects you in a good way. <laughs> all right. So best place is available. Amazon, all those different places. You have a website too. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, of course. Any your local bookstores will have a so by the hour long off the cuff Q and A with uh, my co writer and I, Darren and I, which is really good. And then if you want an, uh, an autographed copy, just go to meetmer.com. M e e t meetmer m u r r dot com, and I'll send one from my house right to your house. All right, Mer, we appreciate it. Thanks again. Catching up. Next book. I uh, look forward to talking again. Take care. You got it, guys. Take care. All right. All right. That was the Caregiver Dave Celebrity segment. Take care, guys.